By his wounds, we were healed. You may remember those words from our Lenten season, by his wounds, we were healed. And we know that Jesus carried our wounds, our sins to the cross when he was crucified. And in our life of faith, we bump along a little bit, don't we? And we find that as we encounter other people in our lives and we deal with our frail humanity, we get banged up a little bit. And those times where we get banged up are what we might call our wounds, these things that are in our hearts, these little hurts that we carry. And Jesus knows our wounds. He knows our hurts. He knows the trauma that we have experienced, some of us in our lives. The daily scars of our exchange with our imperfect humanity. And Jesus walks with us in those times of our woundedness. He carries our wounds with us. And Jesus also reveals our wounds to us. There's a saying that Jesus does not reveal what he doesn't intend to heal. And what that means for us is that we, as we go along in our lives, we may find different times where God is revealing to us a wound in our hearts that he wants to heal. We hear this morning this beautiful set of readings uh, focusing on this gospel story, the parable of the sower. The idea that our lives are like that garden, all right? Jesus plants this beautiful seed, and we grow, and we're nurtured by his grace. And we can learn a lot about our life of faith from the readings we heard this morning. I want to start with a third grade science lesson, if I may. My wife is a third grade teacher, and we were reflecting on these readings this weekend, and we were talking about how a seed grows. And it's really interesting. You put that seed in the ground and you cover it up with the dirt and you water it and you fertilize it and you hope the sun comes and shines on it and the rain falls and eventually that seed will grow. And it grows two ways as we know. It grows above ground, the part that we can see, and then there's a root system that grows under the ground. The interesting thing about this process is that there is a coating on that seed and that coating needs to break away or fall away to expose the tender flesh that's inside of that seed in order for that seed to grow. And it's sort of like our life of faith. We die and we rise. We die and we rise. There is this process of having to be vulnerable in order to get the healing that we need to go forward in our lives of faith. Well, I'd like to share with you what I would call the anatomy of a wound. And this is my wound, and it's a wound of shame. And we have all experienced shame at different points in our lives. It's a very common wound that we carry. And for me, it was back in the fourth grade. And even now today, at 65 years old, I can still reach back to that classroom in fourth grade and remember this situation. So it was fourth grade, St. Charles Borromeo School in Northeast Minneapolis. 
Mrs. Lapham, my wonderful fourth grade teacher, all my friends, we were sitting around in the classroom, and she was going through a list of names, and she wanted to make sure for the records that we had the names correct. And so she needed our first, middle, and last name. And she was going around the room and she was asking everybody for their middle name. I have never been very fond of my middle name. And so I found myself feeling very anxious as it was time for, for me to come. And I was anticipating a reaction from my classmates. And certainly that reaction came. My middle name is Harry. And I'm named after my father. And I hated that name. People always teased me about it. And so when I had to say that name in my fourth grade classroom, the classroom burst into laughter. And people started teasing me and making fun of me. And that shame wound developed from that experience. Jesus hung around people who were wounded. People like Mary Magdalene, who he had driven seven demons out of. Zacchaeus, the tax collector. And we see that woundedness even in the apostles. Certainly in Peter, who probably had a fear wound. Because when it came time for him to stand up and say, yes, I was with him, he denied Christ three times. And we know that the healing from that wound came after the resurrection, when Jesus came back to him and said, Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Thomas, I love Thomas, doubting Thomas. Thomas wasn't there when Jesus came through that locked door the first time. And he didn't really understand what was happening. And Thomas most probably had an abandonment wound. Jesus was gone, and he didn't know if he was coming back. And he said, you know what, I, I know what you're saying, but I, I need to touch him. And so that second time when Jesus came, he looked at Thomas, he said, Thomas, I see you. I know you're hurt. I know you're wounded. Come here, touch me and believe. And of course, we know the story of Judas, someone who dealt with most probably the wound of shame and betrayed Jesus. We see how our wounds are manifested in salvation history. We can remember the story of Jesus standing before Pontius Pilate, the questioning. And Pontius Pilate is in this very difficult position. He has the power to crucify him, and yet that's not really what he wants to do. And so there's a fear that's welling up inside of him, that fear wound. The crowd is shouting, crucify him, crucify him. And there's this confusion. And so Pontius Pilate does what we sometimes do in our lives of faith. Instead of making a right turn and looking to God and saying, God, help me. I'm scared. I'm confused. I don't know what to do. He made that left turn and took a bite of that apple, just like Adam and Eve did. First he washed his hands to try to get out of it, and then he ordered 
his crucifixion, confusion, and fear. Jesus does not reveal what he doesn't intend to heal. As we reflect on these beautiful readings, it seems like it might be an opportunity for us to do a little weeding in our garden, in the garden of our hearts, where God has planted those beautiful seeds. You see, these weeds come up in our garden just like they do in yours, right? And those weeds are sins. Every time we make that left turn, a weed pops up. Some of them are little ones and some of them are pretty big. And if you know anything about gardening, you know, you can go and pull up the weeds and, and they're kind of gone from the surface. But there's a root underneath that weed, especially the really big ones. And if you don't go down and get that whole root up, that weed is going to come up again. And that's the case for many of us. We pull the weeds, we go to confession, we confess our sins, but we never get to that root that's underneath. Those wounds that we carry, our shame, our fear, our abandonment, are the things that get tapped and sometimes cause us to make that left turn instead of the right turn. My shame wound was healed on December 5th, 2015, the day I was ordained. And in the time preceding that ordination, I realized some things about my middle name. I realized that it was named after my father, who was a good man, wonderful father. And I realized that the name Harry is a very common name for a young Irish boy in a family. My dad was the youngest boy in his family. I was the youngest boy in my family. And so Harry was a very common name or a nickname for a little Irish boy. And I thought about Archbishop Harry Flynn, one of my mentors, a wonderful man of God. And I realized that that name was not something to be ashamed of, but something to be proud of. And so on the day of my ordination, as I sat in the cathedral and I heard my name called out, Timothy Harry Hennessy, I stood up proudly and I said, present. God had come in and healed some of the shame from that wound. My brothers and sisters, we all have wounds. And if we look deeply into our hearts, we will see that oftentimes our sin grows out of the wounds that we have. Those wounds get tapped, and instead of making that right turn towards God, sometimes we make the left turn, and we turn to something else. My prayer for all of us this week is that we would be open to God illuminating those places in our hearts where there's brokenness and pain so that He can come and heal us, so that each of us can go out in the kingdom and yield a fruitful harvest. Amen.